Praise the Lord. I'm not going to ask you to stand for the reading of the word because honestly I'm going to have quite a few scriptures to read tonight. But I will say I counted a privilege to be up here to stand and deliver what I feel like God has given me for this service tonight. But Genesis chapter 13 verses 1 through 12 it said, And Abraham went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot with him, into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, under the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, under the place of the altar which he had, he had made there at the first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. And Lot also, which went with Abraham, he had flocks and herds and tents. And the land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great. So they could not dwell together. And there was a strife between the herdmen of Abram's cattle and the herdsmen of Lot's cattle. And the Canaanite and the Perizzite dwelled then in that land. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my herdmen and thy herdmen, for we be brethren. Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zoar. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and they separated themselves the one from the other. Abraham dwelled in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelled in the cities of the plain, and pitched his tent toward Sodom. It's from the last part of verse 12 that I take the title, Pitching Your Tents Toward Sodom. The passage of scripture that I just read, we find the narrative of where Abraham and Lot found out that they couldn't live in close proximity to each other. You know, and I have a vivid imagination, and it's probably because I've watched too many westerns, but I just picture them herding cows on camels and fighting over a water hole. You know, because basically the water was a big thing in that area. But Lot's herdsmen were getting into it with Abram's herdsmen. And Abram was Lot's uncle. And Abram, doing the right thing, didn't want strife in the family. He didn't want there to be problems between his herdsmen and Lot's herdsmen. And they both had great big flocks of animals. And the land was very, very vast around them. So, Abraham... Went to Lot and he says, look Lot, I don't want any strife between you and me and between our people. He said, we've got this great vast land all around us. 
He said, look, in whichever way you go, I'll choose the opposite. You know, and I have to think that Lot, he looked out across that valley, and the Bible said it was likened to the garden of the Lord, likened to the garden of Eden. You know, and the way the Bible describes the garden of Eden, it had to have been beautiful. So I know Lot had to be thinking as he looked across this land, he had to be thinking that land will be so good for my cattle. They'll grow fat, they'll have lots lots of offspring and they'll multiply. And as this cattle multiplies, then his riches will just compound and get to be more and more and more. He was thinking with his eyes and with his head. Because he couldn't be thinking with his heart. Because if you look at going down to Genesis chapter 13 and 13, it said, But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. See, Lot moved his family out of the close proximity of the man of God, and he pitched his tent toward Sodom. A city that was rampant with sin, and the Bible said, they were sinners before the Lord exceedingly. In other words, they weren't just a little bit of a sinner. They was a lot of sinner there. You know, and at first, I guess everything probably went all right for Lot while he was there living in Sodom. Because if you read through the, the scriptures, several years go by before you hear Lot's name mentioned again. But in Genesis 14, 10 through 16... The cities of Sodom and Gomorrah had come under attack from some of the neighboring nations and some of the neighboring tribes. And starting reading at 14 and 10, it said, And the vale of Siddim was full of slime pits. And the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled and fell there. And they that remained fled to the mountain. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the victuals and went their way. And they took Lot, Abraham's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom and his goods, and departed. And there came one out that had escaped and told Abraham the Hebrew, for he dwelt in the plain of Mamar, the Amorite, brother of Eshaw, and the brother of Aner, and, those, and these were confederate with Abram. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318, and pursued them unto Dan. And he divided himself against them, he and his servants by night, and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus. And he brought back all the goods, and also brought again his brother Lot, and his goods, and the women also, and the people." See, I have to often wonder as I'm sitting here, why didn't Lot, before he chose to pitch his tent toward Sodom, why didn't he, you know, confer with Abram just a little bit? You know, Uncle, I, this is a great privilege that you've given me to select the land. He said, but I know if it had been me, I'd asked him, what's your opinion? Where should I go? I'd have went to him, I'd have went to the man of God, and I'd have said, look, I'm thinking about going here. What do you think about it? Or I would have prayed about where I was going to go. 
Because surely if he'd have talked to Abraham about and told him his intention and got some input from Abram, or if he'd have just spent a little time in prayer, he would have felt like pitching his tent towards Sodom was not the right answer for him and his family. But here in, in, verse four, in chapter 14, we see where Lot got into trouble. He ended up being taken captive. His family and all of his goods. And he ended up being in trouble. But God was merciful. And his kinsman, Abram, who had a very close relationship with the Lord, came to his rescue. You know, but the, the, the thing that just blows my mind about it is Lot, after having been delivered out of a bad situation... He went right back into Sodom. He put himself and his family right back in a position where he could fall back into the same trouble or worse trouble again. You know, and several years rock on again and we don't hear anything about Lot for the next few chapters in Genesis. Then we read in Genesis chapter 18. See, Abram was visited by three angels. And they began to outline God's plan for the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah because it was great and the wickedness that they did did abound. But Abram, knowing that his kinsmen lived there, he started to petition with the, with, with the Lord. And he said, now Lord, he said, if you'll find 50 souls there that fear you, surely you wouldn't take the righteous with the unrighteous with you, would you? And the Lord says, if I find 50, I'll spare the city. See, but Abram knew the state of the city. He knew how bad and how corrupt it was. And he comes back and he says, Lord, don't be angry with me, but if you found just 45 there, would you spare the city? And the Lord says, I will spare the city for 45. And if you keep reading through the scripture, Abram keeps coming back. And he finally gets down to, he says, Lord, if you find ten souls there, would you spare the city? And the Lord tells him, if I find ten righteous souls, I'll spare the city. Then if you go on to Genesis 19, 12 through 17... And this is when the angels finally came unto Sodom and Gomorrah. And there had been a, an exchange outside of Lot's house. The corrupt men of Sodom and Gomorrah wanted to do the unspeakable to the men that had come to Lot's house. Something I won't get into here. You can read it for yourself in the verses above. But starting in verse 12 it said, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou any here besides son-in-law and thy sons? And thy daughters, and whatsoever thou hast in the city, bring them out of this place. See, in verse 12, he's telling, he's telling Lot, he says, look, this place is corrupt. He said, go and get your son-in-laws, go get your sons, go get all your daughters, get all your possessions, and get out of the city. Verse 13 says, for we will destroy this place, because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. 
And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get ye out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city. But he seemed as one that mocked unto his son-in-laws. See, verse 15 tells me that he didn't get immediately out. Because it says, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife, and thy two daughters which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. The angels are pushing them to get out. But they don't want to leave. Verse 16 says, And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand, and upon the hand of his wife, and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. You know, you will never know exactly what Lot lost because he made the wrong decision to move into Sodom. Because he didn't Talk to the Lord about where I should go. Because he didn't seek counsel from the man of God that was in his life. We'll never know exactly what he lost. But we do know that he lost his wife. Because she looked back after the angels told her not to. And she turned into a pillar of salt. We do know that he lost all of his sons-in-laws. Because they just wouldn't hear what he had to say. And apparently if he had sons-in-laws, he had daughters that he lost because the two daughters that were with him were not married. And we also know that when they ended up in that cave, that all he had was himself and his two daughters. And when he moved to Sodom, he had vast herds, he had tents, he had money, and he had herdsmen. You know, I have to wonder... In all of this, Lot was spared only because of a petition of his kinsman, the man of God, Abram. Because if you read Genesis 19, 27, and 29, it said, And Abram got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. And he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and beheld. And lo, the smoke of the country went up as the smoke of the furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and he sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities to which Lot dwelt. You know, we'll never know the things that we've been spared and the things we've been delivered from because we had somebody praying for us. If Abram had not petitioned the Lord... Lot very well could have perished in that city. But you know, the greatest lessons I think that I've learned from the story of Lot is always, always pray and ask for direction when faced with potentially life-changing events. Always consult with and listen to the advice of the man of God in your life. The third thing is if God delivers you out of a bad situation, 
Don't put yourself or your family right back in that position for it to happen again. You know, God's merciful, but just because He delivered you once doesn't necessarily mean He'll deliver you the second time. Lastly, as a spiritual leaders and examples, the choices we make don't just affect us, but they can have the impact on the rest of our family and our friends. So it's always important to seek the face of God before you make a big decision that's a life-changing decision. See, Lot went into Sodom wealthy. He had herds of animals. He had a large, healthy, productive family. But because of just one bad decision, he left Sodom with just himself and his two daughters. If I can get Ryan to come... You know, tonight, I don't know what kind of situations anyone here may be facing. And I don't know what kind of decisions any of us may be facing down the road. But it's my point tonight to encourage you to seek the face of God diligently. To seek counsel from the man of God in your life. And, and, and spend very much time in prayer. You know, and as a matter of fact, tonight, I think it would be good if we could all find a place at these altars. You know, and just kind of spend some time on our face before God in prayer. You know, to help Him, to ask Him to guide us in every decision that we may make in our life. That will be in His will. Because the Lord knows I don't want to be found pitching my tent towards Sodom.